Hi everyone, welcome to Christchurch's Sunday morning service. Um, welcome to Online Church. Here we are again, back at back at it again with um, an online service. It's now really becoming the new norm, isn't it? Um, we're all kind of used to this stuff now, but um, yeah, it's really fun. I'm really enjoying it. We're enjoying still being in community together, even though we can't see each other. So I hope you guys are um, tucked in. You've got your um, cup of tea. You've got your Bibles with you. You've got everything you need to start the service. And welcome to you early birds. We start the service at half past nine, but um, obviously we're here quarter past nine to kind of introduce each other, get chatting away, uh, see how everyone's doing. So I hope everyone who's joining now, welcome everyone. Hope you guys are commenting um, away about your your good news stories of this week, the good stuff that's happened, things that you've really enjoyed doing, the things that you've, um, the conversations you've had. Um, but as well as that, can you guys be putting in the, the stuff that you've struggled with this week, things that haven't gone so well, so we can be praying for you, because we still need to be in this together as a as one big community, and so. Yeah, that'd be really helpful if you guys can do that for us. We're going to um, be looking at those and praying for each other and looking at the good things and, and celebrating those things, even though this time is tough. Um, I just want to welcome everyone who's here on the live stream. You guys are amazing. Make sure that you like the page so that you get a notification when we go live um, so you can never miss it. Um, and if you're watching on the website as well, hi, everyone. Welcome. You guys are welcome too. You guys are amazing. I know that some people have chosen not to get Facebook, and then gen- generally that's a kid thing, I'd say. Um, so welcome, guys. If you guys were here last week, um, it looked a bit different. We had Chuck doing the whole service, which was um, incredible. It was something to watch. He had to do all sorts of things. He had his uh, little dog puppet come out at one point, which was just incredible. I was laughing so much. Um, so congratulations, Jack. That was incredible. If everyone could put a little, like, thumbs up emoji or a, a clapping emoji for Jack because I don't know how he did it. That was something that I couldn't do. Uh, probably a lot of us couldn't do that. So well done, Jack. That was good. Um, if you haven't already, we're doing tons of stuff online. We've got um, resources for Pathfinders um, and download on Instagram. So just follow us there, uh, Pathfinders CCW, uh, download CCW. Find us on Instagram. If you're involved in those groups or you have children who are involved in those groups, um, yeah, the past couple of weeks have been incredible. I'm personally involved with Pathfinders and I can say it's been so um, amazing. It's been such a blessing to see us grow as a community, even though we aren't meeting in church. Um, We've had a few people speak to us. We've had games played uh, via Zoom. We've had such an incredible time. Um, and I know with uh, Download, it's been the same story. Download have had loads of people coming to it. I think something like 38 downloaders came to, to the group on, on the Zoom call last week, which is amazing. Um, so well done, guys. Keep going. Um, and if you haven't already, follow us on those, on those pages and, and get involved. And I know if you've got younger children, uh, Emily, Bellaby and Claire have been putting up amazing resources there, resource packs and uh, live streaming stuff on Facebook, which is just great, a great way to keep your kids busy, even though it's um, we're in this for the long haul and it can be 
quite hard to fill your time. Why not find us on Facebook for those live streams if you've got little ones that want to get involved? Yeah, so welcome everyone. Welcome to this morning. We've got a, a, a fun game, a cu- fun couple games to play actually. We'll see how they go. Um, just before we start the service at um, half nine. So we're going to try try the first one. We'll see how, how active you guys are. See if you guys are being good in the comments and, and commenting stuff. Um, this is a type of emoji game. So I need you guys to either um, have a church um, kind of song. So like a, a worship song or a book in the Bible that you need to put down as just emojis. So comment, uh, type a comment that is just emojis um, that other people have to guess if it's a, a worship song and what the worship song is, or if it's a book in the Bible, and they have to guess what the book of the Bible is. So we'll see if you guys can do this. It's just, just going to be five minutes of of randomness and, and just confusion, but we'll try our best. For me, all I can think of really is um, Jonah, and just putting like a man and like a whale or like man in the sea in a boat and him being put in a, in a whale's mouth somehow. <laughs> I would try my best. It's going to be tough, but we can see if you guys can do it. I'm trying to think of a song that we could do as well. Is there is there a cross emoji? Is there a like a this kind of emoji? Because I'm sure I'm sure you could do a lot with that. It could be a story could try and do like feeding the 5,000 and people were like oh yeah that's that's one of the gospels it's not going to be easy but I, I have faith in you guys I could see some emojis are being put down now I wonder if Jack's has Jack put a good one yet or oh, is Louise I don't know I can't see Louise might be doing a good one yeah keep th- keep thinking of those and welcome to anyone <laughs> who has just joined and is confused by what everyone is typing in. We are playing a game at the moment. We're playing um, an emoji game, so you either have to have a book of the Bible or a worship song that you have to write down in emoji form, and people have to guess what it is. So you just reply to that string of random emojis and have to guess what the game is. I definitely know it's not going to be easy. And sorry for the people on the on the website who can't see these comments. You're just going to have to look at me being a bit weird and thinking of of random emojis to put together. How would you do Revelation? Oh my goodness. That would not be easy. Genesis? Oh, I know what I'd do with Genesis. That's easy. Yeah, I feel like people have, have clocked onto that. You just get get a man and a woman, get an apple, get a little snake, and there you go. Get a tree, maybe. A tree emoji. Yeah, that would work. That would work well. Yeah, welcome to all you people who are joining. I know you guys are probably so excited to, to crack on with the service. It's gonna it's gonna work flawlessly this time. I have hope. I am praying. Last week, Jack did an incredible job with limited resources, with broken technology. But we're gonna be good this week. It's gonna it's all gonna be perfect. I can just tell. I've got a good feeling about it. Make sure you, if you haven't already to like our page um, on. Facebook, like uh, Christchurch Winchester, and you'll you'll get a notification every single time we go live. You won't miss a thing. If you've got little ones, you'll get the notification that um, Emily or Claire or whoever is is live streaming some children's stuff, and you can get involved with that. There's some good ones there. I can see some good people um, commenting, getting some right. 
It's not easy. It's not an easy game. Definitely not. But you guys are doing a good job. In a minute, we'll play another game to get us, um, get us thinking, get us back in the community again. Yeah, we've got we've got a great lineup today. We've got um, we've got a good set of people doing stuff. We've got worship this week, which will be amazing. We've got um, you're going to see George's face. George is going to um, bless us in a minute uh, to kick off the service. It's going to be so good. He's doing well. I hope everyone's doing well. I hope everyone's also still commenting their good news stories um, or bad news stories, things that they've struggled with, things that we need to be praying for this week. And the good things, it's so good and so encouraging to see the good stuff happening. Because we can't see it. We're, we're all stuck in our homes. But if we can gather together here and, and share in community those good things together, that would be really encouraging. Right, we're going to play our next game now. It's really exciting stuff. Um, so the next game that we're going to play is Christchurch Bingo. So I want you guys to get tagging some people in, in the comment section. Um, welcome to everyone who has just joined us. You're not far off. We've got about five-ish minutes until we start the service. Um, really, really exciting, actually. Um, but we're playing a game just before we start. So I want you guys to tag uh, a member of the congregation who you miss. Someone you wish you could see. Someone you wish um, you could meet up and have a chat with. Um, and while you're at it, why not, um, while you do that, tell them a hobby that they should be picking up, um, in this time of isolation. We should all be doing some hobbies. We should all be getting on with some stuff, picking up new things, picking up old things that we've not had time to do. So tag someone who you miss that you wish you could meet up with again, um, and a hobby that they should be picking up. We want to see loads of those in. Uh, we've got an amazing service lined up where it's going to be so good. Um, can't wait to get started. If you've just joined us, we are just warming up, playing some games. Hope you guys are ready. Hope you guys are excited to, to start the service. We're just um, tagging someone who we miss at the moment, someone from the congregation who we uh, want to meet up with. And hey, if you guys have magically tagged each other, why not? I think it might be a sign that you guys should meet up um, via Zoom or via a phone call. It doesn't have to be good technology. It could be classic technology. Uh, a phone call. Um, why not you guys um, meet up with each other? Sort something out because we need to be still keeping in contact um, while we're stuck at, at home. Right, let's let's do a new, a new one. Let's um, now tag a member of the congregation called either Dave or David. Because <laughs> there's a lot of you guys. <laughs> tag someone who you think, um, might they might not be in the live stream, but um, tag a member of the congregation called Dave or David. Um, and I want to say that the least commonly tagged Dave or David um, wins. They'll win something. I don't know what, but they'll win. Um, because, I mean, the classic to go for is Dave T, uh, Dave Fenton. But there might be, there might be one that um, there's there's definitely one I would say that maybe some people wouldn't get. Um, let's say they don't have to be a current member of the congregation either. Could be a former member. That way, there's some more Daves in in the pool to choose from. For me, I might choose uh, Smithy. Might choose Dave Smith. I might be, get me some get me some points. I don't know how many people are tagging you, Dave. Um, 
<laughs> yeah, let's do that. Let's tag some Daves. Welcome to everyone. We're starting so soon. A couple more minutes before we start. Right, we're gonna do one more. We're gonna. I'm gonna ask you guys to tag a member of the star, uh, a member of the staff team who you think is the coolest. Tag someone who you think is the coolest person. Um, if you're still tagging Dave's, don't worry. Um, but we were. It could be Dave. Dave T could have been your answer twice. You could have think he's the coolest and a person called Dave. And I, I won't be mad. But I, I am mad that you haven't chosen me to be the coolest member of staff. The only reason I'm choosing this topic is because I want you guys to choose me, really. <laughs> but we've got loads of us. I can see Jack's probably tagging himself, isn't he? I mean, I, I reckon Louise would probably tag herself as well. Beth might tag herself. There's so many, so many members of the staff team that would tag themselves. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> Welcome everyone who's joining either on the website or the live stream. Because you guys are all flooding in now. We're starting so soon. Um, starting at half past, dead on time going to be so good such a good time for uh, us to, to come together as a community we've got worship uh today we've got um george coming on in a minute i'll hand it over to him um we're just currently tagging the coolest member of staff i don't see enough michael weather rules to be honest with you i'm a little bit disappointed but i mean i can't hate some people don't think i'm cool that's okay <laughs> Right, let's um, let's us finish up with these tagging of 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 these people. The Christchurch Bingo game is amazing. We'll we'll continue it at some point. I hope maybe next week we'll continue on with the with Christchurch Bingo. Um, but let us hand over now to uh, to George. It is coming up to half past nine. We're starting our service. George um, is going to bless us. Um, and welcome us all to, to begin the service. Cannot wait. It's going to be so exciting. I uh, hope you guys are having a lovely time. Um, yeah, do enjoy. Good morning and welcome to Christchurch. Well, Christchurch Online. It's so good to have you with us today on Palm Sunday. So sorry that we can't be together in person because I must admit, I do miss you all so very much, but we can be together in spirit, worshipping Jesus together as the body of Christ. It's been so encouraging to hear so many stories of people that have been helping others in need. Maybe that's just going to the supermarkets and picking up food and bringing it to the basics bank. Maybe that's picking up a phone and phoning those who are in isolation at this time. Been so encouraging to hear also about small groups continuing to meet via zoom using the technology that we have so thank you for all of those stories that people have been sending in and encouraging us with during this crisis during this time this last few weeks i've obviously had a bit more time at home and have taken the opportunity to try and read the gospels over and over again and particularly looking at john's gospel to see what is it that Jesus actually said? What did Jesus do? Who did he go to? And it's interesting because it's sort of quite obvious, but Jesus went to those who were in need. Jesus came to serve the people that needed him the most. You see, we as Christians, we're also called to go to those that need our help. 
We're called to serve people. We're called to love people. We're called to go to those that need us. And so that's why it's so encouraging that we've been having these different stories of people doing just that during this time. Today is Palm Sunday. Now, Palm Sunday is the day that Jesus rode into Jerusalem on a donkey. This is at the start of Holy Week before he went to the cross. Now, Jesus could have chosen to go into Jerusalem on a magnificent horse. He could have chose to go in something prestigious, and yet he didn't. He chose a humble donkey. You see, Jesus came to this world to serve. We too, as Christians, are called to go and to serve other people. Let's pray as we begin our service today. Father God, thank you that you came to serve. Thank you that today we remember you riding into Jerusalem on a humble donkey. Lord, that you came to give your life for the world. And Lord, we pray, Holy Spirit, come this morning. It doesn't matter if we're not in the church building, you can still come upon us. So Holy Spirit, we do pray that you come, that you'd fill us, that you'd encourage us, that you'd spur us on, that you'd help us to show your love to other people. And we pray, Lord, that you would be with us during this time of worship. In Jesus' name.
pray together. On Palm Sunday, the crowds worshipped Jesus. On Good Friday, they shouted for him to die. Let us who also worship him confess that we too sometimes reject him and ask for his forgiveness together now. Lord Jesus Christ, you come to us in peace, but we shut the door of our hearts against you. Lord, in your mercy, forgive us and help us. You come to us in humility, but we prefer our own proud ways. Lord, in your mercy, forgive us and help us. You come to us in judgments, but we cling to our familiar sins. Lord, in your mercy, forgive us and help us. You come to us in majesty, but we will not have you to reign over us. Lord, in your mercy, forgive us and help us. Lord, forgive our empty praise, fill our loveless hearts, come to us and make our lives your home forever. Amen. If I drive something or fly something, then who am I most likely to be? If I drive a tank, well, I might be a... Uh, what do you think? That's right, I might be a soldier. If I fly a plane, I might be a pilot. If I ride in the mystery machine, I might be a... Well, I might be a dog, actually. I, I might be a, an investigator, a, a solver of mysteries. If I drive a people carrier with two car seats in the back, well, I might be a... I might be a parent. If I drive a Rolls Royce, well, I might be uh, I might be a millionaire or a celebrity or a company executive. If I fly a rocket, I might be a I might be an astronaut. That's right. Um, if I ride a dragon called Toothless, I might be a uh, yeah, I might be a, a Viking called Hiccup, probably. If I drive a fire engine, I might be a, yeah, I might be a firefighter. If I drive a car and caravan, I might be, careful, I might be, uh, might be a tourist or a holiday maker. If I drive a car called Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, well, I might be, a, I might be a, uh, an inventor called Caractacus, probably, or a member of the uh, Potts family, generally. If I drive a, a lime green mini with a uh, matte black bonnet, I might be a, yeah, yeah, I might be a fairly silly British comedian. If I uh, fly a bright red hawk, I might be a, yeah, I might be a, a red arrows pilot. If I ride a donkey, I might be a, Jesus came near Bethpage and Bethany at the Mount of Olives. He sent two disciples ahead with these instructions. Go the village there ahead of you. As you go in, you will find a colt tied up that has never been ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If someone asks why you're untying it, tell him the master needs it. 
They went on their way and found everything as Jesus had told them. As they were untying the colt, its owner said to them, Jesus and they threw their cloaks over the animal and helped Jesus get on. As he rode on, people spread their cloaks on the road. <laughs> when he came near Jerusalem, at the place where the road went down, the Mount of Olives, the large crowd of his disciples began to thank God and praise him in loud voices for all the great things that they had seen. God bless the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory to God. Then some of the Pharisees in the crowd spoke to Jesus. Teacher, command your disciples to be quiet. I tell you that if they keep quiet, the stones themselves will start shouting. So you're going to need to grab your Bibles for this next bit. It's particularly for the children and for the young people, but everybody can listen in. So Jesus riding into Jerusalem on a donkey. Why did he do that? Some people think it's so that he could prove what a nice and gentle person he was. Now, he was nice and gentle, but that's not why he rode into Jerusalem on a donkey. He rode into Jerusalem on a donkey to prove that he was the real king. Now, if you don't believe me, that's fine, but we're gonna look at a bit of evidence and I'm gonna try and convince you that's what he was doing. So we're gonna need our Bibles. And the first thing I need you to do is to turn to the Old Testament, get someone to help you and turn to a book called Zechariah and Zechariah chapter nine, verse nine. So it's towards the end of the Old Testament, should be quite easy to find. Use the index if you want to. But if you look at that verse, it is a prophecy, a prediction about, about Jesus and about who the Messiah would be. And it reads as follows. It reads, rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Rejoice or shout aloud, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, your king is coming to you. Righteous and having salvation is he. Here's the important bit. Humble and mounted on a donkey. So Zechariah saw it hundreds of years before that when the real king arrived, what would he be doing? He'd be riding on a donkey. And Jesus is laying hold of that and claiming it and saying, yes, this is me. The second thing is what the people did. They spread their cloaks on the ground. Now, can you think of anybody that you love and respect so much that you would be willing to take off your coat and lay it in a big puddle so that when they drive past in their Range Rover, they don't get their wheels dirty. I can't think of anybody, literally. Who would I do that for? Yet that's what the crowds were doing for Jesus. The next thing is another bit of the Old Testament. So this time, turn to 2 Kings 9 verse 13. It's about a king called Jehu. We know about Jehu that he drove his chariot like a complete lunatic. But that's not what this is all about. When he was made king, the people took their cloaks and lay them before him. That's what you did in Israel when someone was made king. 
And that's what the people were doing that day. Next, listen to the words that the people were using to shout about Jesus. Normally, when pilgrims were coming into Jerusalem, they would shout, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. That's what they shout. But if you look at Luke 19, verse 38, you will see that they change one of the words. They start shouting, blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. And they were shouting it about Jesus. They thought that he was the king. Last but not least, here's a clue about the last piece of evidence. Here it is. This is a hot cross bun. And it reminds us of the hot cross Pharisees because they were not happy with the situation. They were absolutely furious, telling the, shout, the, the shouting to the crowds to be quiet and to stop shouting. Why were they shouting that? Because they knew. They knew that the people were seeing Jesus as a king and they were really cross and upset about it. Now we're going to sing again in a moment some fantastic song about Jesus, the splendour of the King. After we've done that, I'm going to explain the same thing again, but this time I'm going to explain it to the adults. And because they're a little bit older and a little bit slower, it's going to take a little bit longer. So bear with me. It might be that you want to grab something to do so that once we've sung the song, you can do that while the adults listen in. So here's the splendour of the King.
So, one of the most uh, poignant songs of my growing up was Marvin Gaye's uh, What's Going On, his sort of lament about brutality and violence and the way that it has scarred the community. Now, of course, that's what we're all thinking at the moment. What on earth is going on? And quite frankly, none of us are quite sure. But it's a really good question to be asking about this passage from Luke 19, where Luke describes what we now call Palm Sunday, Jesus's entry into Jerusalem. And it's a question that we need to ask different sections of the story, because everybody is seeing something different, as so often in life. You ask the crowd, what's going on crowd? And they go, well, we're not quite sure, but it's absolutely great. Uh, they are pilgrims who are pouring into this densely crowded, tiny city with overhanging streets and they're wake making their way up the hill uh, to the astonishing temple in Jerusalem. And then word comes round that Jesus is also coming into the city. Now, pretty much everyone has heard of him. Some of him have some of them have heard him speak. Others have seen him heal. Almost everybody knows that he tends to set the world ablaze when he arrives somewhere. And here he is coming into the city of Jerusalem at the most exciting and the most important time of year. They're not quite sure what it signifies, but it just has this sense of a moment of greatness. And so they start to take up the chance that he is the king riding into Jerusalem. Maybe, they think, maybe he's coming to take over the city. Maybe he's going to boot the Romans out. Maybe he's going to sort the temple out. But they're quite sure that in some way, this arrival of Jesus is the arrival of the king, the, the one that they really want to see. And so, of course, there was just tremendous excitement and enthusiasm. Now, that's what the crowds think. Ask the Pharisees. What do they think? Well, again, we're in, uh, we don't have to guess because we know this is a disaster for the Pharisees. There's been these months of escalating tension between Jesus and the Pharisees. And now what does he do? He turns up in Jerusalem in Passover week, which is like Christmas and Easter rolled all into one thing. And so they start saying to him, Jesus, tell your disciples off. Tell them they can't say these ridiculous things about you being king. And this is half anger at Jesus. And this is half terror, terror of revolution, terror that they're going to get in trouble with the Romans, a terror that their sacred and privileged place is going to be undone. But whichever it is, both are trouble. And so they are absolutely furious with Jesus. What's going on? You ask the Pharisees, trouble is what's going on and it's going to get a whole lot worse. But of course, the most interesting person to ask what is going on, of course, is Jesus himself. Jesus had planned this incredibly carefully. Jesus was so often carefree and spontaneous and deliciously interruptible. He didn't make every second count like some jittery chief executive. Jesus had really thought this through and for once he had a plan and he was thinking ahead and he was being very deliberate. Jesus chose the time, the place and the animal. The time was the Passover, 
when the city was thronged with all these excited people that were coming to remember what? They were coming to remember a great act of deliverance. So revolution sparked in the air. The place was the Mount of Olives, uh, where many of those people were camped out for the festival. The, the donkey, hmm, the donkey is initially confusing for us. We see donkeys as a Christmas animal, humble and poor. It's kind of like the Nissan Micra of the New Testament. But Jesus chooses the donkey very carefully. And his purpose is not primarily to come across as humble, although he was. Instead, Jesus was deliberately reaching back to Zechariah 9 verse 9, as we saw earlier, when Zechariah foresaw that the king would come, not on a great steed, but in humility on a donkey. This is a staged event. It is an act of pure theatre. I am that king, says Jesus, the one promised by Zechariah. Humble, yes. Peace-loving, yes. A warrior, absolutely not. But a humble king and a peace-loving king. This is Jesus' message and the crowds feel it and the Pharisees see it. Jerusalem had seen other triumphal entries, of course, over the years. Alexander the Great had walked into the city in 332 BC, having beaten the Persians. And Judas Maccabeus returned to Jerusalem in glory, having won the city back in 164 BC. But notice, there's one really important difference. Then a great victory had already been won, by, both by Alexander the Great and by Judas Maccabeus. The victory was followed by a grand ceremonial entrance into the city, the acclamations from the crowd and the climactic entrance to the temple, the real seat of power. Those were all recognitions of a victory that had been won. This is so different. Jesus has as yet won no great victory, yet still he arrives with this unashamed claim to kingship, as he is so often unashamedly offered forgiveness and called people to follow him and said that he is the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus accepts the people's praises when so often he's asked for silence or he shuns celebrity. Jesus refuses to quieten their enthusiasm. And Jesus chooses a donkey. It's too small for a grown man to ride really. And if you want to picture how it looked, then imagine the queen riding down the mall on a kid's bike. It's a lot of fun. There's not a lot of dignity. So Jesus, what is going on? It's not actually hard to tell. Jesus agrees with the crowd and with the Pharisees. He is coming as king. We look back to Luke 18, 31 to 34. We remember that Jesus had been saying all along that what was waiting for him in Jerusalem was not adulation, but was humiliation and betrayal and death. So even as the crowds roar, Jesus knows that this adulation is short-lived. As we look forward to the next few verses in Luke 19, what is the very first thing that Jesus does? Well, here in a second, he weeps. He weeps over the city and its rejection of his hand of peace. Jesus knows that this surge of piety and gratitude to God are going to evaporate. Jesus, what is going on? 
Jesus is saying, I am coming as king, but this is not my coronation. The crowds are rejoicing at real and genuine and great things, miracles and teaching and people being raised from the dead. There's more to come. The Pharisees are frightened out of their wits at what I have become, but there is more, much more to come. My coronation, says Jesus, my coronation as king lies before me and it will be on Friday. And it will be back outside this great and broken and cheering city. And it is on that dreadful day that you will see the kind of king I have come to be. I will never be more your king than when I am on the cross. Let's pray. During the prayers, when we say, Father, thank you for being our refuge, please respond we turn to you. Let's try that. Father, thank you for being our refuge. We, we turn, turn to, to you. you. Father, thank you that we can turn to you and you will protect us and strengthen us. Thank you that you always want to help us. Therefore, we don't need to worry no matter what is or isn't happening. Father, thank you for being our refuge. We, we turn, turn to, to you. you. Father, please give wisdom to all leaders, including politicians, medics, scientists, church leaders, and the royal family. Inspire confidence in those they lead. Send your Holy Spirit to all of them who don't know you and help them to seek you and find you. Empower all our church leaders to make you known to many people in great need. Father, thank you for being our refuge. We turn, turn to, to you. you. Father, thank you for all the work that has gone into developing vaccines. We pray that you will help everyone working to find a vaccine for the coronavirus. Give them persistence, wisdom, serendipity, and please reveal understanding to them. Father, thank you for being our refuge. We, we turn, turn to, to you. you. Father, you are mighty and powerful. All authority is yours. You can turn the tide of the coronavirus. Lord, have mercy on your world. Lord, hear and act. Lord, show us your power. Father, particularly protect the people of Kilewe. Limit the spread of the virus. Have mercy on the ill. And give great wisdom to Reverend Herbert in exercising his ministry in Kilewe. Father, thank you for being our refuge. We turn to you. Lord, we pray for the doctors, nurses, and everyone working to look after patients. Please keep them safe, give them strength and wisdom, and meet all their needs. Father, thank you for being our refuge. We turn to you. Psalm 91 says, Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Father, thank you that you promised to be our refuge and fortress. Help us to trust you fully. May our confidence in you 
shine out to others and draw them to you. Give us the words to say when people ask us about our faith. Father, thank you for being our refuge. We, we turn, turn to, to you. you. Thank you for the homes you have given us. Please be with those who have no home and please meet their needs. Thank you for the people around us. Please help us to think of others before ourselves. Father, thank you for being our refuge. We, we turn, turn to you. We, we ask all these things in the name of Jesus and for his glory. Amen. If ever a day was bittersweet, it was Palm Sunday. Just think that the crowds were roaring with excitement, with anticipation. The king had come. Maybe this was the moment they'd been waiting for. And yet we know that actually, even as that was actually going on, Jesus pauses and he sees with his father's eyes the true heart of the city. And it causes him to do something totally unexpected. Before we close, we're going to hear Charlotte read the next few verses from Luke 19. As he approached Jerusalem and saw the city, he wept over it and said, If you, even you, had only known on this day what would bring you peace, but now it is hidden from your eyes. The days will come upon you when your enemies will build an embankment against you and encircle you and hem you in on every side. They will dash you to the ground, you and the children within your walls. They will not leave one stone on another because you did not recognise the time of God's coming to you. As that reading reminds us, we are on the cusp of this week of tears. As we remember the tears that Jesus uh, shed over the city and then the tears that he shed over the sin of the world. This is a holy and an important and a dramatic week. We just want to take a moment or two to tell you how we're going to do that in this time when we can't actually gather together, which is what we'd love to do, just to be together and to share some of these things. But we're going to do it slightly differently. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, there will be a podcast available. And in the podcast, which you can get in the normal way, It'll be a member of the team reflecting on a particular part of Jesus's journey through Holy Week. So please do tune into that. You can listen to it whenever you want, about 25 minutes or so. It'll be a reflection. It'll invite you to engage with it in different ways and to think and to pray and to immerse yourself into the story. Then on Thursday, we, we planned this lovely Agape Supper where we'd all be together. Now, that is not allowed these days. And so what we're going to do is provide a resource uh, for any of us to have a household agape meal. All of a sudden, we are acutely aware that we're all in these households. Now, some of us, it's just us. Others of us, we might be just with a, um, one other person. Others will be all crowded in. We're going to make it flexible so that it works for anybody. But it will be a resource that we will put on the website that you can use to hold a simple agape meal. We just stop and think and reflect. So please do make use of that. Friday, 
There'll be two things. At 9.30, there will be an all-age Good Friday service uh, that Jack and Claire will lead, and that will be going out on Facebook Live at 9.30. So please uh, do tune in for that. It's for everybody. Second thing is there will be one final podcast on Friday that, in a sense, will complete that journey uh, with Jesus uh, to the cross and we'll look at that in a little bit more detail and that will be available on Friday so do please use that any time on Friday. On Saturday uh, we will uh, simply put up a, a very uh, simple service that you can use at home it's kind of short and quiet on Saturday evening just to get your head and your heart into the right uh, frame uh, for our celebrations on Sunday. Now Sunday we had all these amazing things planned, Easter sunrise on St Catherine's Hill, breakfast at the Handlebar Cafe. Some of that is not going to happen. So we are going to gather together as one church community. Please tell everybody, let's gather everybody in 9.15 for 9.30 on Sunday. And please, if you can, uh, bring a piece of A4 paper each and a pair of scissors to share or more than one if you got it, but we will need those next Sunday. To finish our song, uh, to finish our uh, service, we're going to sing one last song. Uh, Nick's going to lead us uh, on uh, the piano, and it's an old uh, Palm Sunday hymn. It's called My Song is Love Unknown, and it just takes us into these week of tears. Sometimes they 
everyone. I am really missing seeing you all, but this is the next best thing. So thank you so much for joining us this morning. We are still being church in these strange times. We are still praying for one another and loving and supporting one another. And let us continue to journey together as we go into Holy Week. Do tune in to our daily podcasts and do join us for the Agape Meal as households. So now, as we enter into this most special of weeks, let's receive God's blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. Amen. And do remember that Simon will be hosting a question and answer session at 10.30 right here live on Facebook. So you just have time to go and make a cup of tea and come back and join us. Thank you.